Hey, uh, we're going to talk about, we're going to take a little detour from uh, our regular uh, uh, study in 2 Timothy. We've got a few more weeks left of that, uh, which has uh, been an incredible uh, journey, I think, uh, what God is teaching us. And, and really, uh, He's teaching us how to be servants, how to be ministers, how to be uh, those who are about the Father's business, just like Jesus was. And, and Paul's teaching Timothy that too. Uh, but I want to talk a little bit about Thanksgiving, and I want to, I want to remember this. Um, what do you say? Now, you say, well, what is that supposed to mean? What it means is, is when you raise kids, or if you have kids, or you work with kids, you have to teach them sometimes, right? Yeah. Well, actually, you have to teach them a lot. How many of them know, how many of them know it all out of the box, <laughs> Right? None of them. They, they need to be taught. They need to learn, right? And so I was thinking about this. You know, uh, the parent says to the child, when someone gives their child something, what does the parent say to the child? What do you say? Why? Because they don't know. Maybe. Maybe they don't know. So really, kind of, my, my question, that, and the answer is what? Thank you, right? And, but, but why is it, my question is, why is it so hard to say thank you? There are some words, and, and I've, I've, you know, we had four kids, so we learned this, uh, you know, the hard way. There are some words and, and sayings that kids just do not want to say. Why is that? Thank you is one of them. What's, the, what's some of the other ones they don't want to say? Sorry. Sorry. Please. Yeah, the magic words, right? And they just don't want to say them. Why do they not want to say them? Why, why is it so hard to say thank you? That's the question. And you say, well, that only applies to kids. Is that true? No, it applies to us too. Why is it so hard to say thank you? Why don't we? What do you think? Pride. Why pride? but they do things for you. And like she said, you don't want to be beholden to them, so you're not going to say it. But they've done something for you, right? Or, or somebody has done something for you. And when you don't say thank you, what is that? It's rude. It's just plain rude. And, and supposedly we learn better than that. I taught you better than that, you know, when you tell your kid, right? I taught you better than that. Maybe you did. Maybe I did. Sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. What are they watching? What do they see us? What do they see us doing? What else? That pride is, so pride is one, too. What, what else? Lazy. <laughs> Not me. No. Lazy, yeah. Just don't feel like it. What else? Entitlement. Yeah. You know, you owed that to me. You should give that to me. You know, that's what I am due. You deserve, you see, if you watch commercials, uh, God help you, but if you do, you'll see they use that phrase a lot, you deserve this car, you deserve this new hair dye. I wish I could use the dye, but um, that's kind of pointless. You deserve to have these things, you deserve to have, you know, the freshest smelling breath on the planet. You deserve these things. But, but is that really true? 
that's kind of playing into, again, like what we talked about, the, this whole uh, you know, itching ears, playing into, into what we want to hear. Well, yeah, I do deserve that. So I'm going to go out and buy it. And, and guess what? You just got had. Because you fell for it. Because it's like within us thinking, I deserve these things. People owe me. Well, you know what? People don't owe us anything. And certainly God doesn't owe us anything. Any other reasons why we don't say thank you? We've already, I've kind of already mentioned it, that we don't know how. Because we were never taught. Do you think every parent says that word? What do you say? Not every parent does that. They just say, they just don't even bother. They don't, they don't teach their children anything. So perhaps you were like that and your parents weren't even around. They didn't teach you anything. You didn't learn. You didn't learn anything. But I want to say it's not too late to learn. We can all learn. You can teach an old dog new tricks. I'm learning that. Now, I'm not an old dog. I don't want to hear any of you saying that to me afterwards. Okay, old dog. But, but we can learn. We really can learn. It doesn't matter how old you are. And like I said, this isn't just for kids learning how to say thank you. It's for all of us to be people who say thank you, people who give thanks. Now, now, that's obviously this whole subject has got two facets, right? One, saying thank you to the people that are around you, but also what? Saying thank you to God for, for all that he's done, for all that he's doing. I've been reading in First Chronicles. First Chronicles, and you go, oh man, I can never read First Chronicles. Yes, it can be done. The first parts there, are, yeah, there are some you know genealogies and things in there, but it can be done. And it's got some incredible, incredible stuff. I want to tell you, if you would just give it a try to see what God would, would teach you. But I've been reading it in, in First Chronicles. And it says there that David, he appointed some to give thanks. That was like their job. He gave them this job. I want you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hire you, I'm going to pay you to give thanks. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? And they were like musicians and they were people who would be up in front and teach. They, they were appointed to give thanks. And then it says that he actually wrote down this song. He wrote a song. We call it what? A psalm, or the Bible calls it a psalm, but really it's a song is what it is, and David was a singer, he was a musician in that, but he wrote this song, and then, he, and then it says that he committed it to them, Asaph and these others. He gave it to them to sing. That's kind of cool, I kind of like that. There's a lot of things wrapped up in that, though, the, this idea of giving thanks, this idea of, 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 hey, this is something we need to do, David says. This is something we need to, you know, you realize, I think David, despite his ups and downs in his life and his failures and his successes, David had something in him about giving thanks to God. There was something. So I think we can learn from him, and, and for you and I... Uh, to have something to be thankful for. Now, David, again, he wrote it down. You know, he got out his, his uh, iPad and he started writing this down, right? And he got it down and then he, and then he, then he uh, you know, he sent it to Asaph. That's what we would do now, though, right? So, 
So I want to ask you, some of you got the email that I sent out and you thought I was just kidding about this, but did you write anything down? And so I want you, I want you to write something down. I don't care if you don't even pay attention to me, but I want you to write something down because at the end of this, we're going to ask what it is that you're thankful for. If you can find something or anything. Okay, so we're going to come back to that. I'm going to come back to that. But now, we're going to look at the Bible because really the Bible is really what we use as our, our guide, is, 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 our, is our, the foundation of what we believe, the foundation of who we are as believers. And so I want you to turn back and we're going to look at a bunch of passages. We're going to kind of march through in order so you don't get lost. But let's go to 1 Chronicles. Let's see if you can find it, first of all. 1 Chronicles chapter 16. And, and uh, you know, if you can't find it, let me give you this piece of advice. In the front of the book, there's what we call an index. And is it, is it a bad thing to use an index? No. Why would we think that it's bad to use an index? What you said? Pride. I don't want people to look at me and say, I'm looking at the index. They're going to think I don't know where First Chronicles Of course I know where it is. Where is it? You know? But it's okay if you don't... <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> Sorry. It's okay if you don't know where it is. But... That's why they gave us an index so we can find these things. And, and the chronicles, you know, uh, the chronicles of Narnia, you know, the chronicles. These are the chronicles of the people of Israel and the kings and, and what's going on in this nation. And it's incredible stuff. It's, it's part of the section of the Bible called what? History, right. Just a little, just a little side note here. We have the, the five books of the... <coughs> Law. Then we have the 12 books of history. And then we have five books of poetry. And then we have five books of the, of the major prophets. And then we have the 12 books of the minor prophets. So there's five sections. And, and, and you know, because a lot of times, you know, and I know when I was a young believer, the Old Testament was like daunting, like it's this giant thing where... You know, what is it? But it really, if you break it down, it's really, it's, it's kind of manageable in terms of knowing your way around it, okay? So we have law, history, poetry, major prophets, minor prophets, and the numbers are easy, 512, 5512. 512, 5512. Can you say that with me? 512, 5512. We're going we're to work on that as we go along, but anyways, back to our, uh, our passage here in First Chronicles. Again, David... He is a thankful person, and, he, and he, so he's writing this. But look at verse 34, because this, uh, he uses these words a lot, and other people use these words because it, it's just a powerful statement. In 1 Chronicles 16, verse 34, he says, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is is good. His love endures forever. Let's, can we say that together? Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. That wasn't so hard, now was it? That wasn't hard at all. 
giving thanks to God, giving thanks to the Lord. That's what we're talking about today. That's what we're, what we're, uh, we're looking at. And we're going to kind of like we're going to march through some scriptures about this because there's a, a lot of different facets to it. It's not just, oh, thank you, God. Oh, thank you, God, for what? Thank you, God, why? Thank you, God, when? Thank you, God, how? You know, it's, it's, it's a big kind of picture here. And, 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 and depending on the scenario in your life, the scenario in my life, what's going on in my life, we're going to read some passages where we see these, all these different situations. Depends on the scenario, the situation in our lives, how we, how we uh, respond to God and and so let's, let's look at, first of all, 2 Chronicles chapter 20. This is one of my favorite passages. Now, this is in 2 Chronicles. And, and just, just so you know, 2 Chronicles comes right after... Okay, because we were already there, right? We were already at 1 Chronicles, right? Okay, if you used your index, you were anyways. So we're at 2 Chronicles in, cha- in chapter... Uh, uh, 20 and verse 20 and 21. This is an incredible, this chapter is just insane. It's insane. You've got to read the whole chapter. I'm serious. We're not going to read the whole chapter now because we don't have time today, but you've got to read the whole chapter and to get the whole kind of picture. Jehoshaphat and, and he's having this battle. He's facing things that are way more than he knows how to deal with. He says that in verse 12. He says, We have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. He had no clue what to do. Well, what did he do? He went there and and they went and they prayed and they brought themselves before God. But look, jump down to verse 20 and 21. Early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoa. And as they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and he said, Listen to me, Judah. And people of Jerusalem, have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you will be successful. And after consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness. As they went out, where? At the head of the army, saying, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. You've heard that before already, right? It's most of the verse that we just looked at, that we just said out loud together. As I, as I said, he's facing you know, odds that he had no chance. He had no vast army. You, you find that, that phrase, vast army, numerous times in this chapter. He says, we don't know what to do. But, but they prayed, and then he said, you know, God told them, go. I'm going to fight this battle for you. So what did they do? They went out. They trusted God. He, he told them, have faith in God. You've got to hold on to God. But then what did they do? He, it says they sent out at the head of the army this choir, this group of people. And what did they say? They said, give thanks to the Lord. But I thought we were supposed to say thank you after. Right? After the battle. Well, that's good too, right? If we don't, then we're just what? Prideful and rude. (laughs) If we don't say thank you after he gets us through this battle, right? But he's saying now, be thankful even before you're 
in the middle of it, on the way into it. You see it all facing, thank you, God. I, I don't know how we're going to get through this, but you are going to take care of us. So thank you, thank you, thank you. That's not kind of how I think. I don't know about you. I'll, I'll, I'll say thank you if you get me out of this mess, right? But he said at the head of the army, when they're heading into the battle, it was time to say thank you. That's incredible. Think about that. Think about your life. Maybe you're heading into some battles. Let's, let's turn ahead to Psalm 28. The Psalms, again, uh, so many places in there. Look at Psalm 28. And you just got to keep going forward. I'm, I made this easy for you. Psalm 28. This is a Psalm of David. It says at the top of the uh, psalm. Psalm 28, verse, verse 7. It says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in Him. And I am helped. My heart leaps for joy. And I will give thanks to Him in song. Is that cool or what? That's a verse that we could memorize, I think, that would get us through trials. Just before that, he said, praise be to the Lord. He's heard my cry for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him. I will give thanks to him in song. You know, again, why do we, why do we have a time of singing? Why do we do that? Oh, because that's just what we've always done it that way. No, we do it for a reason. We do it because a song is a way to give thanks to God. And, and that's what David's talking about here. That's why we do it. You know, that's what we do. We, we worship him. We don't sing just to, you know, make us all feel good. Well, that was a catchy beat. Hoo-hoo. No, we do it because we're singing to him, right? That's why we do it. When you... If you, you know, look, you go to a concert, or, you know, a secular concert or whatever, they're singing, right? And they're singing, but I don't know who they're singing to. And I love music of all kinds. Don't misunderstand me. But you see the people in the crowd there, are they singing? If they know the words, they are. And they're going insane about it. For what? For who? Maybe the band. I love you, you know, and they're raising their hands, you know, and stuff. And you see this at concerts, right? Is this true? Some of you went to a concert last night. You're going, I hope he doesn't know I went to that concert last night. (gasps) I don't know. I was asleep really early. But we sing. He says, I'll give thanks to him in song. You know, we got to have a song in our lives. Sing a new song, the Bible talks about in the song. Sing a new song. Have music in your life. You know, and we talked about this. I talked about it. You listened, maybe, about singing. I don't sing and all that. Hey, get some, get some worship tapes. Get some, uh, a worship channel on your uh, whatever you call it. And, and, and get some worship music going on in your life. You know, it, 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 will, it will transform you, I'm telling you. Having a song in your life, in your heart. This is practical stuff. This is real stuff. There's so much good music. Okay, 
let's, let's jump ahead to Psalm 107. I'm going to have to uh, drop a few out because I want to save time for you. Don't forget. Don't forget. Psalm 107 is another one of uh, incredible psalms. I, it's a great psalm. But look at verse 1. It says, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. There it is again. When you see something repeated over and over again, it means something, right? It means that it's important. It means that it's something to take note of. But look what he says, the, the writer. He says, let the redeemed of the Lord say this. Say what? Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let us, the redeemed of those he redeemed from the hand of the foe, those he gathered from the lands from east and west, from north and south. Let them say this, what? Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Going on in the rest of the psalm, there are like four different scenarios. And I want to see if you fit into any of these scenarios, because this is really life, really. Look at uh, uh, verse 4. He says, some, some who? Some of the redeemed. Some of those that, that were belonging to God. Some of those that were His. That's you and me, if we belong to Him. Look what it says. Some wandered in desert wastelands, finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their lives ebbed away. Wow. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and He delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. Let them give thanks to the Lord for His unfailing love and His wonderful deeds for men, for He satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. You ever feel like you're in a desert wasteland? Don't know, you don't know the way. You're hungry. You're thirsty. But that phrase in this, the NIV here, their lives ebbed away. Do you ever feel like your life is just ebbing away? I do sometimes, I know. That's why this is one of my favorite psalms. But it says they cried out to the Lord, and what did He do? He answered, He heard their cry. Let them give thanks to the Lord. Look at verse 10. Some sat in darkness and the deepest gloom, prisoners suffering in iron chains. That doesn't sound good, does it? Some who? Some of the redeemed. How'd they get there? Verse 11, for they had rebelled against the words of God and despised the counsel of the Most High. They were in a bad situation. It was their own fault. So he subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled. There's no one to help. And then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from all their distress. Let them give thanks for his unfailing love. Verse 17, some became fools through their rebellious ways. I don't know about you, but sometimes I get rebellious. Do you ever get like that? And suffered affliction because of their iniquities, their own fault, our own fault. They loathed all food and drew near the gates of death. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble. And what? He saved them from their distress. He sent forth His word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. Let them give thanks to the Lord for His unfailing love, His wonderful deeds for men. Let them sacrifice thank offerings. Sometimes it's a sacrifice to say thank you. 
Verse 23, others went out on the sea in ships. They were merchants on the mighty waters. They saw the works of the Lord, His wonderful deeds in the deep. For He spoke and stirred up a tempest that lifted high the waves. They mounted up to the heavens and went down to the depths. I don't know about you, but I get seasick. I get seasick reading those words. Not really, but... Any of you ever get seasick? It's horrible, isn't it? It's like so, so horrible. And he says here, in their peril, their courage melted away. Do you ever feel like that? They reeled and staggered like drunken men. They were at their wit's end. And then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper, and the waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it grew calm, and he guided them to their desired haven. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. I don't know about you, but I can kind of relate to every single one of those different scenarios at different times in my life. But what do we see? We see he sent forth their word and healed them. But we see they, they, they went through that. They cried out to God, God, you've got to help me. You've got to save me. You've got to rescue me. And what did God do? You heard their cry, and he, and he came to their rescue. And it says they gave thanks to him. Let them give thanks to the Lord. <clears throat> God hears your cry. I want to say that to you today. I don't know what it is you might be going through, but I know, I know that some of you are going through some wicked, bad, horrible, hard stuff. So maybe this idea of saying thank you in the beginning, saying thank you in the middle, and even saying thank you at the end for what it is. What about the New Testament? Again, it's cover to cover, really, through, through here. You look at the feasts in the Old Testament. They were all to acknowledge and to give thanks to God for all that He has done, the harvest, everything else, the, the Passover, the rescue of His people. But in, in the New Testament, it, many, many verses there, we're not going to look at all of them, obviously, because there's so many of them. It's a, it, it's a big subject. We're just scratching the surface here. But you think about it, like Matthew chapter 14, where Jesus was about to field, uh, feed the 5,000. You know the story, right? And there was only a, you know, a boy with what? Right, some little loaves of bread and a couple of fish, right? And, and, and what did Jesus do? He, he said, you know, he took that from them, and what did he do? He held it up, and he, and he, he thanked. He, he said, thank you to God, and then he broke it and spread it. And guess what happened? Miraculous things happened. We see it once a month here in the potlucks. I'm telling you what. If you've been there, you know the food always, there's always enough food. Like, how is that? And like, nobody even brings anything. <laughs> you got this little boy walking in there, right, with this little, you know, tuna pea wiggle. And uh, it just like multiplies. Remember tuna pea wiggle? That's what Nathan Drexler used to say about potlucks. The tuna pea wiggle, everybody has that. It, it, never mind, it's... 
The Apostle Paul, at the beginning of many of his letters, he starts off saying thank you to God for what? For those people. I want you to turn with me as a couple of passages we're going to look at uh, before we get to hearing from you. Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 5. Okay, now if you need to look in your index, that's okay. Ephesians chapter 5. Because once you get there, it's going to be easy because they're all like right in a row after that. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 19. There's another connection here to what David said in Psalm 28 verse 7. He said in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 19, Speak speak to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Always what? giving thanks to God, the Father, for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. See the connection here with singing and music and psalms and hymns and spiritual songs? There's something about this, folks. That's why we do it, as I already said. But notice he says, giving thanks to God, the Father, for what? For everything. Not just one thing or two things. How about go to the next book, Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6 and 7. 6 and 7. He says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with what? With thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Present your requests to God with a thanksgiving. That's so, so part of praying. God, I thank you that I can even come and bring this to you. When, when the anxiety is about to kill me, he says, but by prayer, and you go to prayer, and we pray, and we bring petition, we ask him, God, I, I can't deal with this. I need help, and, and just like we read in Psalm 107. But the worst one of all, I think, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, some of you know this already. 1 Thessalonians, so two books ahead from where we are there. Colossians, I mean Philippians, Colossians, 1 Thessalonians 5.18. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. 16 and 17 are like incredibly hard too. But I'm not even going to lay those on you today. Verse 18, though, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You know, we're all, we're all worried. What, you know, well, sometimes we are. What's God's will? What's God's will for my life? What does God want me to do? What is God's will? This is like pretty clear, isn't it? There's a few <coughs> passages in the Bible that says this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. To be thankful, to give thanks in all circumstances. Wow. Can you do that? I don't know if I can. I think we we should try, though. Can we learn? Can we learn anything? Can we learn something? I read this, and and, uh, some of you probably read this, uh, you know, the book uh, Hiding Place, The Hiding Place by uh, Corrie ten Boom. And Corrie ten Boom was uh, in Holland, and, and she was there during the Holocaust, and she and her family, they hid... Uh, Jews, to protect them, they were going to be killed. 
and uh, somebody uh, informed on them and the authorities came and they took them all away. And so this whole family, they weren't Jewish, but the, this whole family got taken to the concentration camps and most of them died in the concentration camp. So they were there and Corey was there. She had a sister named Betsy who did die there. Uh, they were arrested. They were at Ravensbrück. And it says this, that the barracks, were, the barracks uh, was extremely crowded and infested with fleas. And one morning they read in their tattered Bible from 1 Thessalonians this verse. And Betsy said, Corey, we've got to give thanks for this barracks and even for these fleas. Now, I don't know about you, but I hate fleas. I just hate them. They, they make me insane. It's not a very far journey. <laughs> and Corey, Corey Ten Boom said, No way am I going to thank God for fleas. But Betsy was persuasive, and they did thank God even for the fleas. And it says, During the months that followed, they found that their barracks was left relatively free. And they could do Bible study talk openly, and even pray in the barracks. It was their only place of refuge. But get this, several months later, they learned that the reason the guards never entered their barracks was what? Because of the fleas. Wow. I would have been, I would, you know, if that was me in there, I would have been demanding that they bring some of those bombs in there. You know, the flea bombs? Give thanks even for the fleas because God will use it some way and somehow. In heaven, around the throne, you, you can read about this in the book of Revelation and, and you know, they're around the throne and they're saying they're giving thanks to God. It's an incredible picture, incredible what is, is, is going to be happening there. So my feeling is that if we're going to heaven, because we've trusted in Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and He promises us that we're going to go to heaven. If we're going to heaven, then we better figure this out, right? This idea of giving thanks. We better figure this out. So, do we have anything to be thankful for? We do, I think. But do we give thanks? We, we had this little thing uh, at, the, uh, at the table the other day where we, everybody, we went around and, and, and had you know, the kids and everybody say something they were thankful for. And uh, we got to Avelina. You, know, you all know Avelina, a little firecracker. And she said, I'm thankful to God for everything. And pretty much that covered it, right? I and mean, that's just the way it is. And so... Uh, you know, I found this slide, you know, Dear God, thank you for everything. It reminded me of that. You know, we have so much to be thankful for, don't we? We really, really do. And we can learn. We can learn. I can learn to be thankful and to, to express thanks, to give thanks to God, to give thanks to others. And I thank God for what we have here. It's special. It is. So, let's pray and then we'll sing together. Father in heaven, we thank you for what you've given to us. Uh, we thank you for everything. 
We thank you in everything. We thank you even for the trials that you're going to be there with us in them and, and to get us through to the other side. And one day we'll be around the throne in heaven and be thanking you. And then we'll really see how much you rescued us from. And we'll really understand what you did for us. And we thank you now, Lord, that we do have freedom here today even. And we, we pray right now, Lord, I, I, I just want to give an opportunity, Lord, to anybody who, who doesn't know that freedom in their own heart and life through Jesus. If that's you, you can open your heart and life to him and say, Jesus, please come into my life. I want, I want what these people are expressing here today. I want it in my life. Help me come into my life. I, I believe in the cross that you died for my sin and you rose from the dead. Father, thank you again for what a beautiful day that you've given to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand and sing together, shall we?